typical murderers. Some plan their crimes meticulously, while others kill on impulse. It's Jason Voorhees. Fred Krueger, mother. Fred Krueger! It's time, Michael. When there is no more room in hell. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. The dead. What's your favorite scary movie? We'll walk the earth. I'm eternal child. I am the eater of it's a waste of good suffering. They're coming to get you, Barbara. The boogeyman is real. They're here. They're here. Here's Johnny. The blackest eyes. Every day. The devil's eyes. Don't fall asleep. Start a dance curse. The Inadequate Club, a.k.a. Camp Blood Radio, is back in session. I am your host, Nathan Barker. Joining me, the Joe Gallo. Happy to be back. And I am happy that you're happy to be back, Joseph. You you know how much I appreciate you. I don't believe I don't believe that one bit. Well, you shouldn't, because I was <laughs> I was being a funny man. Gasp. All right. So all nine of you listeners out there, you talk, we listen. A couple of you reached out. You said, hey. We want you guys to talk more about some fan films. Well, guess what, people? That's exactly what we're going to do today. But as always, we've got to give some shout-outs. We've got to talk about some other stuff. But then we're going to get get right to cracking. And I'll give you a little, a little heads up on that. A fan film, a Friday the 13th fan film. It's been out for a little over a year now. His name was Jason from Dave Brown. Dave Brown was on the show, I don't even know how long ago, pre-Chinese flu, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know how these things have taken some time to get to get in order with all the setbacks and the crowdfunding and everything that comes along with fan film making and all that fun stuff. But it did get released, I think, June of last year. So it's been out a little over a year. As of today, looks like it has about 185,000 views on the YouTubes. And we'll get right out right at that shortly. So, shout out to New England Coffee. I, I can't get enough of New England Coffee, Joseph. I, I'm telling you, Blueberry Cobbler is where it's at. And it's made right out your way in New England. Okay, that's definitely right out my way. I mean, it's it's close enough, right? New York, New England, same difference, right? New something, right? All right, so some more fan film talk coming your way momentarily, so bear with us, people. You know it's five minutes of Friday, but we're going to give you a little bit more than five minutes, which we're not used to giving anything more than five minutes. Yeah, we're you, not givers. We're not givers. We I certainly have no stamina, so uh, something something different for you. So... Uh, for those of you that like to complain about our five minutes of Friday talk, or for those of you that just like to 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 message Joe Gallo or bother him with your little little tidbits and your little your little um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
your concerns about Camp Blood Radio. Now, you'll you'll remember that on the last episode, I, I basically explained the complaint process, didn't I, Joseph? You, you did, but it didn't seem to sink in. But it didn't seem to sink in. So for the adults out there that have uh, have working ears... I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say it to you one more time for every for all nine of you out there. This applies to everyone, not just Mark Tefner, not just Jim Elliott. But for those of you that like to bother Joe Gallo. Or just be dickheads in general. So (laughs) the the formal complaint policy that we have here at Camp Blood Radio goes a little something like this. If you have a complaint, all you have to do is write it down on a piece of paper, put it in an envelope, and stick it up your asshole. Simple. If it, Very simple. If you feel that maybe we've said something unfairly, write it neatly on some paper, fold it up real good, pull your cheeks apart, and stick it up your asshole. I have a follow-up question for that. Go ahead. Nathan, who controls the content for Camp Blood Radio? Well, if you have comments or suggestions about how I run the show, or let's say maybe the content, the shout-outs, or anything in general are not to your liking, please write a letter to my office. Just make sure that under that that little portion where it says return address, you write the word asshole. So my lieutenant here, the Joe Gallo, can assist you in pulling your cheeks apart and sticking it up your asshole. See? Easy. That seems like a thoroughly simple complaint process, wouldn't you say so? You know, if you if you don't know anatomy, it might be a little confusing. So you might have to say it a third time. I don't know. I mean, I I think I've gotten my point across. If you don't like Camp Blood Radio, don't listen. If you have a complaint, follow the complaint process. It's really very simple. Just make sure you're using environmentally friendly ink. Please. We would appreciate that because you know how much we love flat earth, right? Correct. Oh, Joe Gallo, I, I love I love our complaints and our our people that generate said complaints. I you know what? I fucking don't, okay? <laughs> you say something, I get in trouble for it. So, you know, it's great. Well, just another reminder on how you can submit your complaints. <laughs> oh, moving forward. I'm about done talking about that anyway. Some people just need to go the fuck away or grow up one or the other. All right. So last week, something that I forgot to share with you that I received in the mail way back from the May Friday the 13th sale was, and you know, we love part six here. You know, we're huge part six fans, right? Love it. I had ordered a shirt, a pre-order from Pentagram Peter Pan on the Instagrams. Wow. He had he had a a double print shirt for part six, and it actually on the back it it basically just said Jason lives 
in large, large print, nice bold red lettering. And then um, had Jason at the bottom of the lake with a hockey mask. Pretty simple design, but you just don't see a lot for part six. And usually when you do, it's it's either something that's pretty badass or it's something that's pretty lame. So there's not a whole lot in between. But I will say that I really like this shirt. The print quality was great. Now, it did take basically a, um, a couple months almost to get, but I would say it was worth the wait. But it was limited. It was pre-order. So for any of you that did order but haven't received it yet, I would assume yours is probably on the way. You so. know, what a coincidence, Nathan. I'm actually wearing Jason Lives pants right now from Cavity Colors. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. They glow in the dark, dude. I remember those, yes. I remember those. But I did not order. I did not. Because I I don't remember why. I, I'm not even Probably because they're sweatpants and you don't want people to see your little pee-pee. Exactly. I that's what's one reason for sure because I don't have much of a boner to wear for boner pants, so it just kind of defeats the purpose, right? Yeah. And if I did, I've already said that I wouldn't wear pants at all. I would just let it flop around and show everyone because I'd be proud of it, right? Yes, you did. You did say so, that in detail. So what would be the point of spending some ridiculous amount of money that they always overcharge for Friday the 13th merch? Be pointless. You have a point, but it glows in the dark. Well, that is certainly nifty. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Friday the 13th merchandise, last episode we talked about some part four merch, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Well, guess what? Somebody else has a new part four shirt out. I don't know if it's a limited run or not. I didn't catch that. But at Theater of Creeps on the old Instagrams, they have the Friday the 13th summer sale going on, and they have two new designs. They have a part four shirt, and they also have a part seven shirt, which is probably the dumbest looking part seven shirt I've ever seen ever in the history of Friday the 13th part seven shirts. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) How bad is it? I I, I like the part four one. Go go look at it right now, just for this, just for conversation's sake. All right. What? Go ahead. At Theater of Creeps. Kind of like you're a creep, but plural. Yeah, let me see this. Okay. Oh, that's like a bad tattoo. Gotcha. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, but there's the part one Jason in there. Oh, the like, front of the shirt, Nathan. <laughs> tell me that I that see. is just not ridiculous. Yeah. The tie day one's kind of cool. Not really. Not for me. Uh, the me. part four one is fucking badass, though. It is. So a while back, they had a part four print, and they did that variation in like a red and a white and a gray, if I remember correctly. I did not order the print, but it's the same thing, but they just changed it up basically in some 8-bit colors, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Kind of the easiest way to describe it. Yeah, I think it's such a pretty shirt. They have all like... um. Looks like they used the figure for some of the poses on that one. I love it. Not bad. We're finally getting some some part four, some more part four love out there. And speaking of part four, there's something that I want to touch on. Uh, and you know how people in the the social media groups like to like to post some some bull roar on there. 
Yep. This past week, and I'm not going to name any names, but Jim Ingram, if you're out there listening, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And and Joseph, you and I did not discuss this, but one person I saw you comment on it. Okay, so one person in particular made a post about the great Ted White. And that post was, to me, very misleading. They posted several pictures of Ted, and it basically, this is not verbatim, it just said something on the lines of, let's keep Ted White in our thoughts. And it, and it was just a couple a couple lines. But Yeah, I saw the post. Okay, so do you think that there's people out there there well i know there was because i've seen the comments but do you feel that that post was somewhat misleading yeah i thought he fucking died and i you're not the only one so the way that it was written made it seem like ted white had passed away now it didn't say that specifically but anytime you say let's keep someone in our thoughts and you're not providing any information that obviously makes you think for the for the worst right yeah which is not the case. Ted White is still alive and well. And obviously he is at an elevated age, an advanced age, nearly 100 years old. But usually people of Ted White's status, people in the, the Hollywood community, actors, athletes, anybody like that, you and I both know, the listeners, you all know that usually they release statements if someone is battling cancer or if someone had an issue Obviously, medical circumstances can be private, but a lot of times there's there's information that's provided to the fans, right? Correct. I mean, I don't think I'm wrong in saying or assuming that we've been informed that with other people in the past, whoever that may be. Now, Ted White's been out of the limelight, been out of the the uh, he hasn't been acting for a long time, but he was still attending conventions up until a few years ago. He was still um, making his rounds there, so I would like to think that we would have been informed something if Ted, let's say, developed cancer or had a stroke or a heart attack or was was very down as far as that goes. So I just don't like the way the post was written. I just thought it was very misleading. And there were a couple other people who obviously felt that way. Now, I'm not saying that I was pissed off and getting ready to start the revolution over this by any means, but... I reached out to a couple of my connections here in the Friday the 13th world and inquired about Ted and was told that, uh, to their knowledge, that obviously things that people deal with in their advanced age, that there was nothing outside of that that they were aware of. So anyways, um, a couple of people had messaged me about that and we just kind of obviously came to the conclusion that we don't know why this person made this post. It just was kind of odd, kind of strange. So if anybody knows what I'm talking about or anybody has seen posts like this, Ted White is still with us. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Like I said, I don't want to, I'm not going to say names. I'm not even going to say where it was posted. Some people will know, some people won't. So. Right. I was at Ted's last appearance when he went to Niagara Falls Comic Con and him, I talked to him and his wife for a while and he was just like, yeah, I'm fine. But like, it's, you know, traveling from here to, cause I'm on the East coast. So he's from California. So he was just saying it's exhausting to come to these cons at his age. 
but he was still kicking ass. He slapped my mask off my face for fuck's sake. So he's in pretty decent health as of 2019. Well, I've seen some recent pictures of him and you can see that he's really, it's starting to catch up with him and he's lived a, uh, a very interesting life. I, I have his phone number. I have his direct home landline. I mean, I could, I could call him right now. And it, I was tempted to do that this past week, just call and check in with him. He told me I could call him anytime. And uh, of course I don't want to take advantage of that, but just uh, with the circumstances, I just wanted to, I thought about checking in with him. Um, wouldn't have been a bad idea. <laughs> well, he was supposed to be on the show a couple of years ago, and I, I actually, one of these days, I'll play the voicemail just to, just to prove it out there for the naysayers and the complainers and the, the whiners and the boohooers out there that like to talk shit. Uh, but he basically stood us up. So, but I have a voicemail, and we had a nice phone, con- couple phone conversations after that. And the day that he was supposed to call in, he just never did for whatever reason. But another thing that I've seen regarding Ted White lately is in some autograph groups, there had been some people posting photos that they had purchased off of Ted's website, which is tedwhite.com. I think you can purchase eight by tens off there for $40. And I think not hundred percent certain without looking at the website, but I'm pretty sure that he still takes mail order stuff. So the issue with the post regarding the website. So anyways, a couple people had purchased eight by tens off, off of his page. They posted pictures saying that they didn't think that they were consistent. The signature was consistent with Ted's and asked what other people's opinions were. And I will certainly say that I have a bunch of Ted white stuff. I've seen Ted's autograph. I don't know how many times there was definitely inconsistencies with both of these signatures. And Does that mean that Ted didn't sign it? Well, I can't say one way or the other. I'm not a person who authenticates Ted White's autographs, but I will tell you this, that that does not match what I have and what I've ever seen. So I don't know. Could, Could he have changed it up a little bit or maybe arthritis was getting to him and he altered his signature up that particular couple times? Maybe. I I don't know. Maybe. But the person, the people who posted these, I think their question was, now, their question was obviously if someone else signed it, that it was essentially a forgery, even though it was bought off Ted's website, right? Right. So one thing that I do know, and Ted told me this himself, was that his children help him maintain that website. So if someone orders something, they get that information and then they basically come to him. Oh, hey, we've someone bought these couple pictures. Will you sign this? And then they'll take care of it with the shipping and whatnot. So they basically run it, but bring him the stuff to sign, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Which, I mean, hey, no big deal. The guy's 100. He probably doesn't want to bother with stuff like that and trips to the post office or whatever. But you got to remember, Ted's almost 100. So how old do you think his children are? I would say 60s, 70s, maybe? 60s and 70s, yeah. So anyways, did maybe one of his kids sign his name? I don't know. But I've seen twice in the last week where it was brought into question as far as who signed these photos that were bought off tedwhite.com. So keep that in mind. If if any of you out there purchase stuff off of his website, 
I will say that in my opinion, Ted did not sign these, these two photos. But once again, that's just my opinion and who the fuck am I? Just some loser that, that runs a lousy, shitty podcast, right? Correct. Can't blood radio sucks. <laughs> what the fuck do I know, right? Absolutely fucking nothing. What Absolutely we know nothing. Nothing. But what's funny is there's a lot of people out there that sure like to complain about nothing, isn't there, Joe Gallo? Yeah, we don't have any listeners, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. Right. We have nine. <laughs> For the people out there that talk shit and say Camp Blood Radio is irrelevant, Camp Blood Radio sucks, no one listens to your show, then why do you complain, you fucking idiots? It boggles me. They're going to complain about that, too. I hope they do. I'll, I'll hear all about it. I hope you do, because you're in charge of the complaint process now. Hey, I'm in charge of something. <laughs> you see? I mean, I, I, you just heard the instructions, right? You can't argue with that. So, yeah, you have fun with that. So, anyways, oh, Shout out to your little butt buddy, Topher Westcott, a new kind of fear customs. Topher has a new part seven Jason offering. Oh, it's fucking, it came out really nice. I think that guy sculpts in his sleep. Yeah, well, he basically does, <clears throat> but he fucking nailed that part seven. I'm super proud of him on that one. So there's another part seven out hood out there for you Kane's dick riders to enjoy. Uh, he did a nice job on it. Everything Topher does turns out pretty good. I Especially can see why. Red white, right, Nathan? Well, I mean, you said it, not me. <laughs> but anyways, go check it out. The new kind of fear customs. Topher is talented, though. I got to I. We joke around, I, you know. I call him your, I call him your boyfriend or your butt buddy or whatever it is. But he's got That's a true. lot of great. Well, I mean, I'm not lying, but he does have a lot of nice stuff out there. So, and he seems to be pretty busy. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm very happy for him. I remember what a couple of years ago he decided to go full time, and it was. Uh, I'm glad he did, and I'm just. I know he was a little nervous about it because he was worried he wouldn't get the business. But I'm. I'm very happy for him that he's getting the business. And look at him now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Killing it with that leather face mask that he does. That movie fucking sucked. I hit that I mean he did a nice job on the mask, but that movie sucked. So. I fucking love that movie. What did no wait, I won't get into it. It was good. Fuck you. We're not gonna talk about that anymore. We'll save that for another day. The new Texas chainsaw sucked a bag of bag of inappropriate things. So on opposite day all we're going to say about that for right now go watch it on netflix if you want to waste an hour and a half of your life kind of like this show if you want to waste an hour and a half of your life then go ahead and tune in but if not then well whatever i'll kill you uh, you'll you will that is inappropriate i take it back don't talk like that also Shout out again to the Dark History and Horror Convention. I didn't say horror. I said horror. Dark History and Horror Convention. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. In about a month, it is the weekend of August 20th, Champaign, Illinois. 
if you're a dazed and confused fan, Jason London will be in the house, a.k.a. Randall Pink Floyd, the quarterback from the cult classic Dazed and Confused. Jay, uh, Jeremy London's going to be there. Edward Furlong. Uh, oh, the, list just, the list goes on. So not a huge thing by any means. They got a few guests. You can go check them out on Facebook or Instagram and see who who uh, who all will be there. Um, there's going to be some more added. I do know that. Brian Ward is putting on that show. I've been to the show in the past with First Jason. We had a pretty good time. So I expect it to be a good time. This go around, that was about four years ago when I was there. Yeah, 2018. So I will be there for a little while, uh, making a few rounds, shaking some hands, doing some other things. We'll leave it at that, right? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I mean, hey, you got to hang out with Randall Pink Floyd. Days of Confused is one of my favorite movies. So maybe maybe I'll be live there. Or live. Maybe I'll just, you just never know. Maybe I'll have a little sit down with some people and post it to the YouTubes. I don't know. We'll just have to see. I can't give you all the details on that. But what I can tell you to do is go to the Dark History and Horror Con Facebook, Instagram. Check it out. If you are in the central Illinois area, you will be a fool not to go. So, all right. Enough shout outs. Enough merch. We're going to get right down to brass tacks. His name was Jason, written by Dave Brown on the YouTubes for free. I will say, now I've had about a year to watch this film, Joe Gallo, and I'm going to tell you what right now. I've literally just watched it, and I'm going to tell you why I've been putting it off. Because most of the fan films are terrible. They are. Sorry, not sorry we're so used to bad ones that you don't want to waste your time, right? Yeah, I hear you. Except for Night of the Beast. (laughs) That one just had no business being as good as it was. Agreed. So, and we got some good feedback on that too. So, go check that one out also. But it's kind of like Camp Blood Radio. You're so used to hearing a terrible show that you don't know what to do when you hear a decent podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you that I don't listen to podcasts. I know I've said this before. We're live. We're uncut. We're live rock and roll and, and send it to the internet. Ha- put one of them hash brown things on it and send it to the internet, right? Mm-hmm. But I will say that today I was sitting at my compound drinking delicious New England blueberry cobbler coffee. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to actually try to listen to something while I'm while I'm uh, doing some stuff on the on the interwebs here. And I actually tuned in to Lauren Marie Taylor's show. It's it's on Spotify and it's called uh, Not the Final Girl podcast. And she only has a few episodes. But not bad. I'm actually going to I'm going to check out the rest of them. So, I, I believe one of our friends, Steel City Jason, was on there. Very well could be. And for those of you that don't know who Lauren Marie Taylor is, shame on you because she was Vicky in Friday the 13th Part 2. 
So I did see that there were several part two cast members that have been guests on that show, but I am going to tune in to a few more of them. But I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I can listen to this. So I, I have, uh, I have no idea where I was going with that anyway. So shout out to Lauren Marie Taylor. Cause we need to have her on camp blood radio though. We do. So anyways, I think I've just had too much coffee today. <clears throat> So anyways, there is a lot of shitty fucking fan films out there. We've already established that. And I, you know, Dave Brown, we've, I've had him on the show. I've talked to him. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I thought that his name was Jason was going to be good. I'm just being perfectly honest, right? So right. I've just been putting it off because I was like, yeah, this is, I'm probably not going to like this. I'll just watch it later. Because there's a number of other fan films that were hyped all up, huge crowd funder, uh, funding, Indiegogo, blah, 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 and still fucking sucked, right? Oh, yeah. Not going to name any of those names right now. It's something we can talk about later. But this one, yes, it was crowdfunded. Yes, it was all over uh, Facebook and the internets and everywhere else in between. But it was one of those things where <clears throat> I was tired of hearing about it. Then COVID hits and COVID delays stuff. And I was just really fucking tired of hearing a lot of hearing about a lot of these fan films. So I just put off watching it. But anyways, I will say first and foremost, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, that's a relief. Well, I'm, I'm going to start off by saying that. So I'm going to let you give the synopsis of essentially what his name was Jason is about, what the storyline is. Okay. Well, it's a story of, it takes place between one and two. It's just kind of the origin of this, like the sack head and what Jason has been up to since part one into part two. And the story revolves around like what the economical effects of the events of the first movie are on the town, you know, like, you know, when shit, bad shit like that happens, it's going to do bad for your town. It's not going to, people aren't going to come to your town. Even I mean, nowadays, that would be different. But, um, you know, these, these, uh, these three hunters, I believe, I haven't seen, mind you, I haven't, I saw it on release day. So, um, we'll keep it simple. Three hunters. Yes, you're right. All right. Three hunters just want to get, uh, want to go out hunting and they, uh, what they I mean, want to go remember, this place. has been out for a year, so a lot of people would have already watched this movie. So we got yes. we we have three hunters. Yes, they they go hunting. You are correct. Where do they end up? Camp Crystal Lake. What happens? They get dead. Shocker. So that's that's the Cliff's Notes version, but but it's really that simple. It's a very simple storyline, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I do. Yeah, go ahead. Very simple. Uh, not typical Friday the 13th stuff. We'll just start right from the beginning. The opening sequence, we've got drone scenes flying over the woods. Shows us that we're obviously remote in the Crystal Lake area. But the first thing that threw me the fuck off was the music in the opening sequence. I, I thought I was watching like Jordan Peele's us. Cause I was like, what, what the fuck is going on with this music? 
it, it, it was just completely different out of pocket of Friday the 13th. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I don't remember the music, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm not really a, a, a fan of his movies. I mean, some of the shit in, with his stuff just like gives me anxiety. I'm just like, what the, I can't, I can't even listen to this right now. Um, but it just gave me like some strange vibes. I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is definitely not Friday the, th the 13th type shit going on here. So anyways, that kind of plays out. We have a bunch of time spent at the famous Blairstown Diner. I know you've been there, Joe Gallo. I have. I've eaten there two times. And you were just there a couple months ago. Correct. I was. So anyways, they're at the diner, um, and it's basically just, I, I mean, it, it's, like, it's like a bunch of Clint Howard dudes or, or maybe the cast of Mr. Deeds sitting in there, the flannel squad, a bunch of hill jacks sitting there. I think they spent too much time in there because there's quite a, that scene, the, uh, the diner scene, if you want to call it that, it's, it's rather lengthy. Yeah, it was like Tarantino just sitting there. A lot of people just talking for a long fucking time. Yeah, just kind of dragged out. Kind of like this. Kind of like this show. Just gets dragged out sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, like like I, the one dude. I don't know for whatever reason I was reminded of the cast of Mister Deeds from these guys. But it's basically the flannel squad sitting there, fucking jerking it over their fucking breakfast. You know what they you know what they should have done? They should have gotten the guy that played Seabass in Dumb and Dumber. That's what they should have done. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I gotta think of who the hell even was Seabass. It was uh the, he was a hockey player. Cam Neely was Seabass. NHL Hall of Famer, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking him up right now, yeah. Yeah, so they should have gotten the, the Seabass character because that would have been fucking perfect with the wine em, dine em, 69 em hat. I mean, instead, these fucking hill, hillbillies are sitting there with their fucking John Deere hats and their, their fucking stupid flannel shirts. I mean, they're not even wearing Dixon flannels. Shout out to Dixon flannel. <laughs> but they're not. They're not even wearing Dixon flannels. They're wearing, I don't even know what they're wearing. Hey, those those three dudes look like they came right from my fucking town. That's exactly what everybody in my town looks like. So they have a hilljack jerk session at the diner, and what's funny is the waitress. The waitress said, apparently she's a new waitress, but she said that she was unaware of the stories at, at Crystal Lake, and she didn't really know about the curse. And it's hey, like, the waitress. The waitress is played by Jewel Valenti from Friday the Thirteenth Vengeance. Yeah, yeah, obviously she looked familiar. I mean, once again, let's just use the same people that were in other Friday the 13th fan films. It's just like a big recycle bin. Let's just use the same people over and over again. Because that's that's not, that doesn't get old, does it? Hey, she's a sweetheart, but... I'm sure she is for the... It was nice to see her. For the people that know her. No, she did a fine job. She did, so... um but yeah, after they have the jerk session at the diner, then they end up going hunting out at Camp Crystal Lake. They end up encountering Jason. 
And obviously when the, when the flannel squad shows up at the camp, Jason's passed out in the, in his shack and all of a sudden mother is telling him that he's got special work to do. But what was cracking me up was Jason's <laughs> Jason's sleeping, but he's like covered up with like some deerskin blankets. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? Well, what's he supposed to cover up with, Nathan? I don't know, but it just looked weird when you just see like this pile of like deer skin and then all of a sudden Jason pops up and is like flustered and, and, you know, mother is talking and what the fuck is going on. And it was just kind of funny, if anything. Tell it, me that you were not like, what is going on with the deer skin shit here? I, I honestly didn't notice the deer skins. The thing that threw me way the fuck off was why he kept grabbing his head so hard because Jason's like the, the voice of Jason's mother is comforting to him. He was acting as though it was like torturing him, like, like uh, haunting him. But I'm like, that's, that's not what it's supposed to be. In my opinion, it's supposed to be like, he hears his mom's voice to, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. And it calms him down in ways, you know, cause look at the end of part two when, when, you know, Jenny was, um, pretending to be Pamela, he calmed the fuck down. Well, I thought the same thing and I was confused by that as well. I'm like, it's like putting Jason in turmoil, which mm-hmm. you're not used to seeing. So that was very confusing in itself. Um, but Jason, who was played by Dave Brown and Dave has the height, but Jason and you got to remember, this is, the storyline revolves around essentially three people, right? So the body count is low. And I knew that or expected that going in that there probably wasn't going to be a whole lot of kill shots in there, but Jason just isn't scary in this film. There's no scare. Like there's no Jason's wearing a flannel shirt and the sack head. And it's just not a scary. I got no scary vibes from it whatsoever. Now, the score wasn't bad by any means there. That part was fine, but Jason just was lacking. in, as far as I'm concerned was lacking in, in the scary department. His, his kills were pretty cool. I like the, like the disemboweling against the tree. That was pretty badass, and him throwing the, the lawnmower blade. The one, the one that I thought they did the best with the first kill shot that you see to me, that one was terrible. That one looked like a, a a ketchup packet that someone just stomped on and it sprayed up against a window. Um, and that right there, I was like, oh, okay, this is probably going to be terrible FX from here on out. But it wasn't. I mean, it was just basically that one right there. But after that, the one that I thought they did the best job with, the one, the best kill shot, in my opinion, was the barbed wire around the dude's neck up against the tree. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's the one I was talking about. See, like I said, I haven't seen it in a while. Yep. Yep. And actually back to Jason isn't scary. That's just my opinion. I just didn't get, I just didn't get that vibe from him. Uh, It looked like Kyle Huckaluck did the Jason hood slash mask slash whatever 
whatever you would like to call that. I call them hoods, but we all know Kyle does fantastic work and you didn't, you didn't get to see a ton of it, but obviously Kyle's works right on point. So that part was, that part was good to go, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just wasn't getting, wasn't getting the classic Friday, the 13th, Jason intimidation, scary vibes. They didn't match the score, I guess, if that makes any sense. It, it does. I, I I was less enthused with Jason, but I did like the overall story. Like I liked the effects on the town stuff because we never even thought of that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I did like that they were like the hunters were terrified of going into the woods and stuff like that. But it's a different take on Friday the Thirteenth from what we're traditionally used to seeing, right? So. Yeah. Um, trying to be objective and look at it from that aspect. It just was lacking the things that we're used to seeing. And what, what are some of those things? Obviously more of a body count, but then again, we didn't have much of a body count and never hike alone. And that worked. And I'm not saying that it didn't work and his name was Jason, but it was lacking other things too, that I wasn't sure if we would be seeing or not. For example, the young ladies and the things that go along with that, right? There was no No wienering going on. There was was definitely no wienering going on around any campfires. Well, it's supposed to be a small story between one and two. I assume that that if there was another massacre, we we would have heard about it, you know? Well, people want to see that. They want to see, they want to see the, uh, the sexuals, they want to see the inappropriateness. They want to see the, the, uh, they want to see the, the groping, the whatever you want to call it. They want to see the youngsters, the, uh, they want to see everyone playing grab ass like we always see, right? Not yeah. necessarily a dude getting his, his, uh, his winker bitten off like in Jason versus Bigfoot. Not necessarily that, but we just, there was no, there was nothing that we're used to seeing in Friday films otherwise. So I kind of have to view it on the sense of never hike alone, that it's kind of one of those films where we're just going a different route with it, but I didn't know what to expect. So I was disappointed that I didn't get to see any nudity or any rogering going on. Typical Nathan. I was disappointed. Dave Brown. But anyways, so yeah. Um, oh, another thing. Deer hunters don't just walk around in the woods like that, people. I don't know how many of you have went hunting in your days, but you don't just walk around in the woods like that. That's not how that works. Yeah, I know it's a movie. Stationary, right? I know that it's a movie, and I understand that, but that's has nothing to do with deer hunting. And I know there's people that would argue that and that's fine, but yeah, that's not what deer hunting is. <clears throat> Movie magic. It is what it is. But that kind of threw me off. I'm like, why are these guys just walking around the woods, like carrying daddy's shotgun and rifle around? That's not what they would be doing if they were deer hunting, but whatever they were going to die anyway. So Let's see. I don't know. Uh, oh, let's talk about 
Let's talk about some of the decent things, though. We'll give credit where credit's due, where credit is due. Now, I will say this: a lot of the fan films do not get the police uniforms right or even remotely correct. They 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 just do a terrible job with that. I will say that uh, the police uniforms act, actually looked le- legit. They looked adequate. They looked acceptable compared to what you're normally seeing, right? I mean, they actually had like shoulder patches. There were shots where you could read it and they had badges and they had like real uniforms on this. Now I know that the squad car, um, I remember Dave said they rented the squad car from somewhere or whatever, but that's just a lot of things that that's just a lot of, of what the fan films fuck up as small details like that, where in this one, they actually got it right. Agree or disagree. Oh, I agree for sure. And of course, we haven't even mentioned it. Ron Milky, aka Sheriff Milky, uh, in this particular film, we see Ron Milky uh, back from part one, who is actually now the sheriff of the Crystal Lake Sheriff's Department. I was a little disappointed, though, that we didn't get to see more of him. We saw him briefly in the beginning, and then, of course, you see him at the end. But in all actuality, he might have had a couple minutes of screen time. And, of course, he had to get his famous one-liner. There, there won't be any weirdness. He did mention – he did basically repeat that from part one. So there, that was a nice touch. Um, the camera work, the production value, the sound quality was all decent, all – uh, all of that was decent, a lot better than what I expected. Now, I will say that there was there was some choppiness with the editing and some of the camera transitioning was a little to be desired, but still a lot better than some of the other fan films that I've seen. No, definitely for sure. One of the better ones. And another highlight for me. Now, pay attention, people, because you might not have noticed this. But there's a scene where the Hill Jacks are drinking at the Hunter's Lodge bar. And as basically as they're leaving, I guess we'll say, but basically, I guess the end of that scene, there are some people sitting at the bar. And you know who one of those people is, Joe Gallo? I I, am about to find out. You might not have noticed this, but if if you look very closely, you will see a very familiar outfit. But they didn't do this person any justice, and I was very disappointed by this because by just simply – well, I'll get to that in a second. But anyways, you see a very familiar outfit, and if you're a diehard Friday the 13th fan, you'll know exactly what I mean. You may have to go back and rewatch it, but you'll basically see Annie's outfit sitting at the bar, and the person that's wearing that outfit is none other than the best – Friday the 13th museum owner in all of the lands. Do you know who that person is, Joe Gallo? Jeanette. The lovely Jeanette. I think we've talked about her a couple times before, haven't we? Yeah, I think you definitely, and we have definitely mentioned her very much. I'm not sure if we have mentioned her enough, so I'm going to do that again. So everyone out there, can be sure to stop at the Friday the 13th Museum in Blairstown, in Blairstown, New Jersey. So Jeanette, and yes, we have spoken of her quite a bit recently, but all you see 
literally is like the back of her head and some pigtails and it's like 1.5 seconds very disappointing that that could have been that could have been a lot better that was a poor call mr dave brown you should have at least shown Jeanette's beautiful face but you didn't what the fuck man you get enough for that one dave brown not cool so um it's funny because actually Jeanette gave me a little a little tidbit of information about the filming of that scene. And this is what she said. She said that she actually took the replica outfit that they have from Annie from part one that's hanging up at the Blairstown Museum. She actually just took that right off the display, changed clothes real quick, and then went over to the Hunter's Lodge for that filming. So that's great. I didn't even notice. So apparently there is a replica outfit that is at the Blairstown Museum. And I have, I, I have not seen that. I was unaware of that. But you learn something new every day, Joseph. I've seen it. I've touched it. Among other things. Well, don't tell Jeanette, please. I will not tell Jeanette. Shh. But Jeanette, the lovely Jeanette... I, I I just don't she just uh she deserved more screen time. I just really think that she did. I'm very disappointed. I was expecting to see at least like I didn't know if she had any speaking lines in it or whatever, but I was expecting if I did not know that, if I didn't know what Jeanette looked like from the back, Joe Gallo, if you know what I mean. If I didn't know that, if I didn't know that, I wouldn't Nathan. even have known that it was her. <laughs> Nathan Nathan, you 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 need to stop being a a pervert. You need to stop Me? that right now because you don't even know what I was insinuating or what I meant by that. Oh my maybe, my bad. Maybe I've just seen a lot of pictures of Jeanette on the interwebs, standing at different angles, and I recognized her pigtails from said photos. Joseph, now excuse me for assuming. All right. And here you are assuming filthy, inappropriate things based off of what I said. Well, you know, you are a sick little man, Joseph. With good good reason. Well, just because she's invited me to the nude beach and she has a whole bunch of Camp Blood Radio stickers does not mean anything else other than that. Certainly. So you just, you just stop all that right now. So uh, let's see what else we got about that. I mean, it's better than I thought it was than I thought it would be. The production value is better than I thought it would be. Um, I really was kind of thrown off back to the beginning. One thing I forgot to mention was the dude from Friday, the 13th, the game, oh, uh, Bugsy. He comes strolling in with his little letterman's jacket on, just like he left the basketball varsity game from high school and just plops down there and joins a circle jerk at the diner. And it's like, what is this dude doing here? It just seemed really out of place. It's an Easter egg, Nathan. But it was stupid. Made no sense. Easter egg, 
I, I, yeah, you lost me on that one. I mean, I get that people, maybe he paid his way into the movie or something. I don't know, but it just seemed out of place. And it was just like, okay, here's the fucking dude from the game. Here's the dude from whatever fucking other fan films he's been in. Just a repeat. Wasn't he in another fan film? Yeah, another one that was in Vengeance. Okay, there you go. Another repeat. We're Here we go again, seeing the same fucking faces over and over again. Oh, once is enough, right? Technically, he was twice, if you count the game, so three times. Well, I just mean, it's like, come on. I mean, one fan film, now we're going to be in another, and we need some fresh faces, people. So anyways, check it out. It won't be the biggest waste of an hour and 20 minutes of your life. Obviously, listening to this show would be the biggest waste ever of that amount of time. But I will say this. The movie just dragged along, and it could have they literally could have done the exact same thing, and they could have accomplished the entire thing in, let's say, 40 minutes. There was just a lot of dead time, a lot of, I don't know. To me, there was just a lot of blankness that could have been chopped up. I've heard I've heard some feedback similar to that, but I think it would have been better off as a, a short, if you want to call it that. I mean, we certainly know what short is, but not everybody does, right? Yeah. Get it. But it definitely did not need to be essentially feature length by any means. They definitely could have chopped some time off and it would have been a lot quicker to get through. Um, but hey, you know what? Check it out. I know Dave Brown might have something else in the works. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak into that too much, but I do see some rumblings on the internets that there may be another fan film in the works from Mr. Brown. So uh and I know you know what I'm talking about, right? I sure do. All right. Anything else, Joseph? Uh, I got nothing. All right. So rather than drag on too long, like his name was Jason did, and like we typically do on a regular basis, we're going to cut it short because that's what we know best. So please rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is that the kids are calling it these days. Go buy a show shirt, T Public, the Etsy. Uh, send us Send us in your complaints now that you know the drill. Uh, the Joe Gallo here here will, I'm sure, be looking forward to that. Unless you're Mark Tefner. Evil lurks in the mind of a bad man. This is the end, friend. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. That's the prime time, bitch. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Candyman. Candyman. Eternal. Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. <laughs> that is better. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Some strange idea entertainment.